If you were a real devoted to this podcast, you would drink the eggs. It's all protein. You might get salmonella. My Are you going to really drink that? I mean. I can't even. <laughs> Let me try it. I like cage free. Welcome to another episode of SOS VHS. Today, we have actor, musician, and podcaster Michael Rosenbaum, and we're talking about his favorite movie, Rocky. First of all, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks it's for awesome. uh, dressing up like uh, a beat-up Rocky after the eighth round against Clubber Lang. <laughs> indeed, thank indeed. Um, so for those who haven't seen Rocky, would you mind like giving me a summary of Rocky? <laughs> Maybe on Rocky's voice, since you can do... Look. I wrote Rocky like in 1974 or something like that. And I said, look, I'm going to play this role. And I had a dog. I had to sell the dog to uh, survive. Later on, I, I bought my dog back. But uh, so I sold the script and they were like, look, uh, we want an actor who's better than you. And he said, well, I ain't going to give you the script. <laughs> indeed anyway yeah so you know the story and the story is it's one of the greatest stories of all time it's it's an inspirational story about uh, a, a guy who in philadelphia who is just like he's a good fighter but he doesn't have a lot of discipline he doesn't have a lot of uh you know doesn't have a lot of luck he's broke he's uh sort of uh, uh can you say goomba <laughs> am i allowed to so. say that yeah, I think. I'm, I'm Sicilian. I'll allow it. No, I just don't know. Is that the word for like you know he like beats people up on the sh on the side? He works for loan sharks. Yeah, muscle. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> to make money and uh, you know and the the champ is coming into town to fight at the Spectrum in Philadelphia, and the fighter he was going to fight was hurt, so he wasn't prepared, so he couldn't do it. So he's like, "What are we going to do?" So he gives a, a nobody. A one in a million chance. He just picks the name. He goes, I like this. Look at this. The Italian stallion, Rocky Balboa. Let's choose that guy. And it's just kind of a lottery, a lucky moment that he gives a nobody a chance at the title to fight him, Apollo Creed. And the whole story is him, you know, trying to figure out, trying to fall in love with this girl who's really shy, works in a pet store, and a crazy poly brother. <laughs> And uh, it's a love story. It's a underdog story. I mean, I I used to. My friend Chris and I would, uh, when I was shooting Smallville, if they said you had about four hours, we would turn on Rocky and we would just be in our robes, you know, because Rocky was, you know, like the Rocky right. robe. Uh huh. And we would just watch it and just that. I, I'm telling you, I was listening in the car. I was listening to the Rocky soundtrack to get prepared for this. <laughs> yeah. And fly, you know the soundtrack? Flying high now. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I'm telling. Sorry. <laughs> I, I got chills. I got a little teared up. That The soundtrack, Bill Conti, brilliant. Mm -hmm. It's one of the brilliant movies of all time. And anybody who says, like, Rocky, Rocky's one of your favorite movies. I'm like, I could watch it anytime. It's inspiring. The acting's great. Stallone is fantastic. Um, I just love the movie. I yeah. think if you haven't seen Rocky, you really need to sit down. Great quotes. A lot of great <laughs> quotes in the movie. 
So why why did you connect it with this movie? Why is this? Because I'm a loser. All right, I'm a loser. <laughs> I connected with Rocky because we're all in a way a lot of well, you know, we're underdogs. Most people are underdogs, mm -hmm. and you want to root for somebody who's down and out, who doesn't have much, and is given a chance, and takes advantage of that opportunity. And so I, when I watch, I see myself as like, you know, this little kid from Indiana who wasn't supposed to amount to anything. And, uh, you know, I did it. I somehow got out of there and made, you know, had some success. And it was a one in a million shot as well. Yeah. I mean, no one thought if you went back town, they'd say, hey, Michael Rosenbaum, you know him? You remember him? No, well, I don't. <laughs> Never went to a dance or um, prom or anything like that. I was the shortest kid in my school. I've told that story a million times. But, yeah. But... Um, I could relate, so I. You went I, the distance. <laughs> I like those underdog stories. They don't make right. them like they used to. Now it's a lot of fluff, and you need tons of CGI. But really, all you need, my friend, Andres from Spain, bienvenidos a los Estados Unidos. Uh huh. You need a good story. You need a character that someone's rooting for, and mm -hmm. a good story, and you're good. And that's all you really need. When do you remember when you saw saw it for the first time? When I saw Rocky for the first yeah. time, yeah. It was in the theater, and I was a little boy. And I remember after the credits came up, and you know, they had the Rocky soundtrack, and he's like, oh, Adrian, I did it. <laughs> right. I'm just in tears, man. As a kid, it just connected with me. By the way, my podcast, mm -hmm. Inside of You. With Love your podcast. We'll Do you really? Yeah. All right. Anyway, talk. continue about Rocky, because I, I could talk about Rocky forever. Okay. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Rocky. I'll, I'll play a little Devil's Advocate, because... It won 10, I mean, it was nominated for 10 Academy Awards, Best right? screenplay, I think. It won, Did it? It won script, picture, and director. Yeah, best picture. And that's the year Allison? of Taxi Driver. That's the year of, like, All the President's Men. Um, yeah. You know, like, Scorsese, like, one of the greatest movies of all time. Yep. Do you think that Rocky is better than, than, than Taxi Driver? To me, yes. Okay. To me, it is. Um, it's just because I think that movie builds and builds, and it's... It, you know, if you watch it, it goes from sort of, you know, it just feels different than the others. I mean, it's a guy in this town. And, and the great thing about Philadelphia back then, the way they shot it, you just can feel where he lives. Yeah. In the, in the bad part of town, you could feel it. It's a character on its own. Yeah. And all the characters, the actors, the, you know, the guys that are singing by the fire, take it back. <laughs> do 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 take it back take it back right that's uh frank stallone his brother cast his brother mm -hmm. as, as had a lot of uh um yeah cameos from his family and all that yeah but i it's to me i mean those are great movies you're talking about but to me rocky just stands out it's it, you know when a taxi driver's on i don't want to i'm like okay i don't really want to sit through taxi driver it's okay. a slow slow burn it's a great movie obviously people will kill me for this <laughs> no. but rocky is just like you know what's going to happen at the end and you want to be inspired again you want to feel that energy you want to take that journey with him again fair fair enough um so when uh, <laughs> I feel like I, I I love the movie growing up when I watch it. Um, I rewatch it for, for, for this right. and realize a little bit of like, wait, on one hand, it feels like it wants to be this gritty film, right? Like it's, uh, it's all this, like you say, like this Philadelphia, this underdog, this whole thing. But on the other hand, have this huge Hollywood Cinderella story 
you know, like you, she meets the kind of like the ugly dog girl who like after a kiss, you know, he does, she doesn't need mm, glasses anymore. Um, Wait, are you saying it was pretentious? <laughs> I'm not sure if it's pretentious. It's just, it feels like it's a, it's a it wants Two to movies? go both ways. Yeah, it wants to be like the gritty, like, you know. I don't think thing. so. I think what it does is it's uh, juxtaposed. So the beginning, it feels like that. It feels very dirty and sloppy and mm-hmm. indie, very indie. Yeah. And then as it goes on, as he starts to get more uh, confidence and we get into the champs world, you know, Apollo Creed, mm-hmm. it creates a show because Apollo Creed is a showman, right? Right. And so it becomes a spectacle, but he's still that guy around the spectacle. So we look and we see it's big and lights and beautiful and, you know, it just, just turns it... And he's still that guy, and it works for me because I think it's it's a it's a journey again. And so that I, I didn't feel that way at all. I okay. think you're completely fucked. Cool. Uh, so when Apollo Creed is like, um, you know, this is this is great business. This is really smart. Yep. Do you think that that's really smart in the in the business of yeah. like? Yeah. You think like yeah. picking up like if you go to Vegas to see like a big championship, if someone picks up a random person. Well, let me, t- let me tell you this. If this Conor guy? McGregor <laughs> yeah. said any UFC fighter out there who's trying, who thinks he's tough right. enough, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick someone. I'm going to look review tapes of a nobody, and uh-huh. I'm going to give you a shot at fighting me. Uh-huh. How, everybody and their mother would watch that. You think? Everybody. Okay. You know why they don't do it? Why? Because they fear <laughs> right. the underdogs. Got nothing to lose, and you don't want to fight somebody that's got nothing to lose. And Rocky? Yeah nothing to lose mm-hmm. well, you ain't got nothing to lose so you got everything <laughs> the legend said that he wrote the script right in three days like he was like you know so fine wrote the script in three days um like you said like yep. he, he tried to get it made nobody wanted him as a starring in it yeah. until, you know you have to make it under a certain budget yep you feel a little bit the budget restraints in some of the stuff of the movie but it still like makes it through like it's you know, people are, the reviews are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the new Marlon Brando. And then, I mean, his career was nothing like like Rocky, right? Like, I mean, he he succeeded at the box office, but this, like, Marlon Brando thing disappeared. He gets nominated for a million Razzie Awards. Right. What? What? Yeah, what do you think of Stallone's, like, career? After well, that? I got lucky enough to work with him in, in Guardians 2 and Guardians 3. Right. Um, and I had a blast with them. And they say never meet your heroes. And yeah. I'll tell you what. I'm glad I met him. Yeah. He signed my Rambo lunchbox. <laughs> he says, you have a lunchbox. You want me to sign it? How old are you? Yeah, you guys got a lunchbox. I look, I'll sign it, man. But I'll sign it. But like, you got something going on with you. Over right. Um, I think that he's had an extraordinary career and he turned into an action star. Right. But then sometimes he do movies like Copland mm-hmm. or he do movies that you go, oh, he can act. There's a scene in Rambo, and that was the beginning of his career, too. Yeah. But that scene. First Blood. First Blood, where mm-hmm. he should have won an Oscar for that. Because that moment where he goes, he goes, Rocky, uh, it's over. Nothing is over. You don't just shut it off. You called me, I didn't call you. And he does this whole thing in the kid. Yeah. And he's like crying. I'm like, oh my God, it's raw. It's real. I'm like, wow, this guy's good. He's got the chops. He's always had the chops. But he, when someone's giving you $20 million to make Rocky 2 and Rocky 3 and Rocky 4, yeah. which we all loved, um, 
it's you know you got to do it but i think you know i'm watching tulsa king it's his new show yeah and i you know i don't know how i feel about it yet but i will say man he's good he's an actor like there's a scene in the very beginning where he comes in and he's been in prison for 25 years and they're kind of treating him like shit the guys that he went to prison for right and i was kind of fearful of him like he was like he's like why do you got to have these guys behind me i don't want these fucking guys behind me like because he walks into a room he doesn't trust them he goes you sit the fuck that you know and i'm like he's got like that he has it he has the ability he took a different career path yeah no one could be brando right i mean i don't know i, I love brando i don't i don't know if brando's my favorite actor of all right. time i think gary oldman's my favorite actor of all time yeah i mean amazing actor i love gary oldman yeah um but no i mean i think it's incredible right he was completely broke here he yeah. becomes an action star and and yeah he can write he can do a lot of different things um and then sometimes you see him and it's like, oh, and he can actually act. Yeah. I think most of the movies is like he puts up front of like whatever, this is a movie star and that's it. But then even Creed, you know, you see him lie there. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like a lot of actors. I'm not going to mention them. And some that I love. Yeah. That, you know, they do some brilliant movies. And you're like, oh, my God, that's <laughs> that comedy. It's one of the funniest comedies of all time. Right. They have more money than God. And you think, just wait for the next great script. But they want to, you know. I guess they like working with their friends or they like, and they just pump out these movies and the movies are just not good. They're right. It's like, Oh my God. But you know that they have it in them. They yeah. you know that they've already, you know, sometimes people say, you know, M night Shyamalan. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Yeah. Shyamalan. Yeah. Shyamalan. 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 Lama. Shyamalan. Yeah. The duty duty. Yeah. You know, he made signs, which I loved. He made, Sixth Sense, yeah. which I freaking loved. I like I like The Village. I liked what was the other one? There's another like, good one we're missing. Like maybe like more recent movies, like like The Visit or no. But he made four great movies, and then oh, you you missing the Unbreakable? Um, bro- huh? Unbreakable. Unbreakable was okay, but there was another one. But look, Signs, Sixth Sense. I mean. These are awesome movies. Yeah. And now people are like, oh, he sucks. He's, he can't make a good movie. Right. But he gave us brilliance. Yeah. To make a good movie is so rare. To make oh. a great movie is rare. To make a movie that stands the test of time yeah. is fucking it's rare. Possible. And yeah. he did a couple of those. Yeah. So you got to give credit. I mean, he's a great director. The projects haven't been right. He did a movie called Old, which was just unwatchable. Yeah. But he's, to me, he could easily do a movie and all of a sudden, boom, he's back. And everybody's like, oh my God. Right. So he's got it in him. It's just got to, you know, I don't know why people don't wait for the right script because you've got all these brilliant writers. I mean, it's, I feel like also people want to. They want to work. They want to work and they want to do something better, more complicated, bigger than before. So it's like, how do you top six cents? You can't. Then like, is that story? A that is- Find something with a good story. Look, I'm not. The twist. I'm not a know-it-all here. I'm just saying, no, story. But- Rocky is story. It's a great story. Is that how you like treat your career? Like, are you you know? Look, I wrote a, a movie that wasn't a great, really a great script. I wrote it because I I had to hurry up because another movie I was going to direct. I, uh, they took the money, half the money, and so yeah. I was like, shit, my DP, director of photography, was like, what do we do? Right. He goes, do you have anything written about your small town? And I was like, yeah, I got this like stupid thing I wrote, like the first script I wrote. And he read, he goes, let's just do this. And we shot it for nothing in right. Indiana where I grew up. And I thought, 
you know, I'll just break the ice. I'll sort of, uh, I'll learn a lot from this. Yeah. And I did. But, you know, after that, now the next step, the next thing I want to direct or, you know, I'm trying to write something that has more substance. I like horror movies, mm-hmm. but I also like thrillers and documentaries. So I'm working on a couple things that I think have that weight to them. And I'm like, hey, this is good. This is, you don't have to write the best thing ever. Oh, you just have to write something that's compelling that you like uh, the characters, you believe them. Right. And, you know, so I'm just trying to take. Like the, my movie back in the day was a raunchy comedy, so I'm like, okay, that yeah. was step one. Step two now. Let's go to step two. Let's a better script, uh, better movie, and, and you work your way write up. Yeah, I don't act on it. Everything. Uh, no, I'll never do that again. That was the okay. hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah, I, it was I, the hardest thing I've ever done. It's just being in every scene and directing your first movie, and you're in your hometown, so yeah, all your friends are showing up to thing. set. Yeah. I thought I would die. Yeah, there was a moment where I'm driving. Actually, my friend Tom and Denise were my best friends. I hired them as associate producers and my assistants to help right. me. And uh, we're driving in Indiana one morning. It's like 5.30 a.m. And I'm just like this in the back. I'm, I'm telling you, beyond on another level of tired. Yeah. And my friend Deneen goes, it's going to be such a great day, blah, blah, blah. And she's looking straight ahead. She's in the passenger seat. Tom's driving. I'm in the back. And I go, they go, right, don't you feel great? And I, I just go, it took every bit of energy to say think you should go to the hospital she's like ah, you're funny but if she would have turned around and saw how tired i was right i was living off like ambien i was like for, i was on another level yeah and uh what about your in your acting career do you feel like that need of working constantly or like because you have so many creative outlets right yeah because your band oh well, you know yeah. i was in love with acting for a long time and i did it for so long And I would always do favors for friends and this and that. And I'm sure I've asked my favors. Right. But I think I got to a point where I was like, ah, I just need a break. I want to try something else. So I got into the podcast world, which right. I fell in love with. It took a long time. Um, I was just talking to the guys about this, George, and, and telling them, you know, when even if you're a huge celebrity, you get a podcast, it's not a slam dunk. Well, of course not. Yeah. And you got to get people to listen. How do you get people to listen? And nobody was listening to my fucking podcast in the beginning. It just, I was going to quit four or five times. Yeah. And then I started to open up and be vulnerable and real and talk about mental health and self-deprecating and my, my dysfunctional life and family. And uh, that's when people started to go, oh. And, <laughs> and I started to ask questions because I'm a fan. I was going to horror conventions before I was anybody. Right. So I would ask them like, You know, James Gunn, who's the head of DC. I just said, yeah. James, uh, what's the difference between Marvel and DC? I mean, what is the difference? Like, right. you know, questions that like people who don't really know a lot or I don't want it to be like that people are beneath me. I want to ask questions that a fan would ask, someone who doesn't really know the business, yeah, someone who does know the business, but also get deep and personal and talk about what are you doing for your mental health? Like, what do you do? How Do you get anxiety? Well, what, what do you do with that? what do you do you take meds do you Kristen bell talks about that she takes you know she takes meds and right um you know i do yeah you and, and and people just open up and yeah you know so many yeah interesting people too i love it i love it yeah. it's just uh it's important you know jk simmons was on with his brother talking <laughs> right. about how his brother almost killed himself a few times cool. and it was just like you know it's not all so serious but sometimes i get serious for a while right and uh you never know where it's gonna go So you're thinking now more like acting takes a backseat 
through your not well i'm starting to feel it again i'm starting to feel like okay itch. you know there's a project i wrote that um the guy who's producing it said would you want to act in this i go i want to sell this i want to make this and if the studio wants me to do it i would act in it i would play this part i wrote it for me but i don't have to i could cater it towards anybody yeah to anyone so I don't. I don't care about that. I just. I want to make cool. Want to have your own Rocky. You want to write uh, and act. Hey. Get a good director. You know that would be fun to try and write an underdog story. Because <laughs> there's a lot of them, but right. I wouldn't want a box because I'd have to get in shape. And I'm 50. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> Do I look 50? No, you don't. 48. Yeah, 49. That's what I was going to yeah. say. I'm never going to turn 50, by the way. I'm going to be 42. Right. You're 40, like, 11, be like Bobby 40, Lee. 12, 40, 13. <laughs> Bobby Lee. How old is Bobby Lee? 50. He's turning 52. Is he? Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> no, he looks great. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was going to ask you about this later, but since we're talking about him, uh, how did you get involved with like kicking, on, kicking, kicking it old school? Oh, boy. <laughs> kicking it old school. Um, I was doing Smallville and my good buddy, Phil Glasser said, Hey, there's this funny movie with Jamie Kennedy. This was years ago. Right. And I read the script and I go, wow, this is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Funny enough. The guy who was the director of photography. Yeah. Shot Rocky. He was the DP for Rocky. I think the DP. I think he was the DP. Uh huh. Yeah. And um, I go, you know what? It's my off time. I'm bald. I'm bald all the time. I'll get some fuzz on my hair, on my on my head, on my hair. And uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. It'll be fine. And the movie didn't do well. Yeah. But it also didn't look great. That's the problem. To me, it just looked like shit. Yeah, it didn't. It, it, I mean, it looked like, like it looked like uh, like whoa. It looked like it was who you know. And I don't <laughs> right. I don't know what that. Maybe the budget was too low. Mm -hmm. But we had a great time. There were some funny moments. But I, I was joking with Jamie Kennedy. I told him this. I was on set. I always tell the story because it's funny. But um, Miguel Nunez, we're, we're talking. I go, Jamie's on set. And I go, hey, Jamie, I'm never doing another Jamie Kennedy movie. <laughs> right. And Miguel Nunez goes, he goes, man, Jamie Kennedy never doing another Jamie Kennedy movie. <laughs> right. And I yeah. always thought that was funny. Uh-huh. But, like, you know, it was a passion project for him. And um, good for him for making it. it look it's hard if something fails you shouldn't look at it as a complete failure because you got it made yeah because most ma movies don't get made yeah so it is a success yeah, i story. try not to be very critical even with the movies that i don't like because oh i'm know critical how hard it is i know to make it and it's so it's so hard but like there's so many bad movies <laughs> it's like, like most, really bad. most of them especially today is like as long as something's enjoyable yeah i'm okay if there's a couple of really funny moments i'm cool right but if you watch a horror movie and here's the problem. There's got to be something wrong with Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I think the studio, there's something going on. There's there's inflation in the... No, because <laughs> like they, they're like 95%. I know. And all this, and you're like watching this, and you're like... And then the audience score is 47%. Yeah. It tells you a lot. It happens all the time. I, I, the time. I don't look at them anymore because like, ah. Yeah, I don't know. By the way, I wrote down some... Uh, uh, <laughs> quotes... From Rocky? From Rocky. Okay. Um, and also why it works is because, like those underdog stories I was yeah. telling you about, like movies like Invincible with Marky Mark, the football store, <laughs> yes. Marky, Mark Wahlberg. Uh -huh. and, and by the way, you know, Wahlberg makes a lot of good movies. He's yeah. made some shit, but that guy's made he, some he good- can, He can do both. Boogie both, Nights, both. Invincible, yeah. Shooter. Uh, the Departed. The Departed. I mean- Right. Was he in The Departed? Yeah. He has- He's great. Really. I, he's, people love watching him. I love watching him. 
Yeah, but he also has the other. But then the happening. Yeah, you ever yeah. See the happening. <laughs> and that's a Shyamalan movie. Oh uh, boy. That's. It that's was what I'm saying. So, like, it gets so complicated. It's like, okay, and people are going to be scared of plants. You know, like, he, he wants to, and he's a great director, but that's too much. You know, it's funny. It after that movie, stupid. my friend was with me, <laughs> and I go, that was the worst. He goes, no, I thought it was okay. I just smacked him. <laughs> and he goes, what the fuck? I go, no, you get it. I just went. It is. It you is get a bad smacked. Movie. That was bad. Yeah. All right, the best. The best quotes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the morning after a fight, you're like a large wound. You know what I mean? Sometimes I got pains all over me. I feel like calling a taxi to take me from bed into the bathroom. Cut me, Mick. If I change, you can change. Everybody can change. That's from, I think, Rocky IV. What do I owe you, Paulie? What do I owe? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, that's her. Remember when she goes, what do yeah. I owe you, Paulie? What do I owe you? I treat you good. You. I cook for you. I clean right. for you. I pick up, and you made me feel like a loser. I'm not a loser. I love that fucking thing. I mean, thing. she's she's great. She's uh, Talia Shire, right? Talia Shire. She was on The Godfather man. like a yeah. few years before that, nominated she for an Oscar, great. nominated here too. You know what the best quote in that is? What? When he walks the girl, the young girl who's smoking. Yeah. Hey, you know, that's, it makes your bed, makes your breasts stink. Get that out of here. He starts pontificating. Like, you know, this, man, you want to do this. And he takes her, walks over and goes, hey, Rock. Because yeah. He goes, yeah. screw you, it. creepo. And then he walks off. And the best thing is the music kind of plays sad music. And he goes, yeah, yeah she's right. What do, what do I know about it? <laughs> talking right. to himself as he walks away like this loser it's stuff like that that makes that movie so good yeah and i feel like i also you know because I, I grew up watching it and it's like one of those movies where like okay they 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 got the, i think the wrong the wrong uh yeah. short so he just wrote a line about it or like yep. the thing the, the robe was too big so he wrote it so he included every production thing into the script so it feels like it's on purpose I thought, okay, that's a great indie movie technique. You know, it's never shy away from your... No, you just incorporate it and it's, you know, someone else screwed up. So that's it. Do you remember when he goes to, uh, in Rocky, he uh, he finds out he's going to be the fighter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, no, wait, he goes to Mick for help because uh, he wants to fight. This is before... That's before he before gets Before Apollo chance. Creed, before right. he gets a chance. And Mick says, yeah, you know, you're a bum. Yeah, you're wasted. You're not, yeah. And he slams the door. And, uh, or he wouldn't help no, him. He wouldn't help him, so he walks away. Right. To live in, you know, like. Right. But then when he hears about the, he goes, hey, I want to show you something. When I was this, I. That's this, the best this. scene in the movie. I it's think the best scene. Yeah. And he shows him, you can tell he's trying to, because he's, he's desperate. He wants his, his shot. He goes, I could train you. I could train you. <laughs> Where were you, Mick? Remember that I'm a tomato or something like that. I don't know what he says. Right. And then he w walks off and then, uh, or Mick walks off, right? Yeah. This is, is this, you it. got that? Mick's, Mick walks off and Rocky runs up to him and goes, hey, look. And you don't know what they say. Right. But that's also what, I have a problem with that scene because like, I think that scene is so powerful, right? And then he's like, he basically says no to him, right? He's like, no, you weren't here for me. I'm not going to. But then, you know, so that would be the gritty, like, indie movie. But then it has the Hollywood moment where, like, oh, he runs back. He forgets. A, right. He forgets. I love it. it because he's, like, he knows he's an old man. Right. He knows he's this. And he still likes Mick. And he knows he needs him. And he runs after him. He says, you know, I like that we don't know what he says. He probably says something like this. He goes, yeah, Mick, look, I'm sorry about that. Look, 
You want to train me? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's right. forget about it's that. It's like a He's big like, heart. Oh, all right. Let's, let's. <laughs> mm -hmm. Took 10 years to come to my house, huh? What's the matter? You don't like my house? My house stink? That's right. It stinks. And I didn't ask for no favors from you. Don't fool around with me. He says, T taking a, talking about your prime. What, what about my prime, Mick? At least you had a prime. And it's all against the door, right? When he's not this there. Is like, yeah. What about my prime? At least you had a prime. <laughs> Guy comes up off of me as a fight. Big deal. Want to fight the fight? Yeah, I'll fight the big fight. <laughs> I wouldn't want to fight the big fight. I'm going to go fight that big fight. <laughs> he goes on and on. Right, right. I love it. That's good. You want me to sign that? Yeah. Why is it burnt here? What the fuck oh, are you doing? That's like, you know, after the plane crash on this island, all, all my papers are all burned out. Should I go to Spain? You should. So I, I would say the fun part of Europe is the south and the serious part of U Europe is the north, the central north. You know, if you go to Germany or the, you know, northern countries. Those France, are Amsterdam, Ireland, I've right. been there. Yeah. So like Portugal, Spain, Italy, I would include France in this as the more the fun. Beautiful. It's, yeah, they're all beautiful. Is Spain beautiful? Yeah. Where would you go? Like, oh. like, listen, I'm a little commercial. I don't want to be lost in translation. Where do right. I go? Then you go to Madrid or Barcelona. Would that be? But I don't like cities, big cities. Uh, I, I mean, the thing I is, I like a little countryside. Globalization is real now, and then I think like mo in most places you can get by with English. You know. All right. I would say Italy is the most beautiful country. Uh, you know, it's like so tiny. They're going to kill you back in Spain. I know, I know. But <laughs> Spain is really is is beautiful too. And again, Spain is the size of California, so you can. Europe is so tiny that you can go around pretty easily. Do you know that song? No, I've never been to Spain. No, who wrote but that? I kind of like the music. <laughs> right. You should definitely go to Spain. You should go to my hometown. It's like in the northwest. It's a small town. How long did it take you to put that outfit on? No. The makeup? But, the that, yeah, like pretty fast. Pretty yeah, fast? Yeah, I do it for, you know, like I said, amusement of my colleagues. Let first. me hear your Stallone. Oh, my. Adrian. Adrian. No, I, can't, you, I can barely look, speak English. Look, I want you to go deeper when you're doing it. Okay. Like Adrian. The, no, no, in the back of your throat. Like right here in your chest. Okay. Now you're, now you're breathing heavy. Now you I, sound like a mouse. I can't do it. That that end of that. I can't do it. Like that. How you doing? How you doing? Okay, that's better. Look. Look. You're Adrian. You're Adrian. Okay. Well, you yeah. sound sick. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm fighting with my English still. So I your English is it. good. Thank you. I think you have a nice. Yeah, people English. are asking for subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I don't understand what he says. Yeah. Do you have a lot of fans? I think I, I borrow a lot of like the bad friends fans. Really? Yeah. Because of uh, that's that's a, probably a good following. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a good following. Good for you. Can I borrow some of them? <laughs> you can now. You now you can. I, I, that'd be nice. But uh, I mean, I think like it's funny because I feel like the ba bad friends they want to be like you. You know, they want to be in movies and then TV. They are now, but yeah, like, you, you have a they're doing pretty great. cool career. I'm not worried about them. Do you want them? The bad friends are doing good. Yeah, they're doing they're well. A good one. Yeah, and they're uh, nice guys too. I've always liked both of them. They're really good guys. So Bobby Lee, man. Yeah. You know what he told me once? What? He's talking about his Korean name. Mm -hmm. I forgot what it was. I'm just going to make something up. He was like, Oh, Yeah. And I said, What's mine? He goes, Suck dick Jew. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like Bobby Lee. <laughs> it was, on my, it was on my podcast. It was so funny. Get away I was dying. from, from we, saying yeah. things like that. Yeah. He could say it. I couldn't say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Jew, so I could say it. You can say it, but I'm saying he is a special character for sure. Like his oh, comedy, yeah. he, he can be raw. and He's got a big heart too. He's cried he's on my really podcast. He's really funny. Yeah. He's gotten dark. He's gotten, you know, he went through some tough times. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, you 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 didn't grow up with trauma like. like oh my God! Yeah, I did. You did. I grew, grew up with trauma. Are you look at me. Okay, what was your your big? What was your you know your I, rocky story? Your your. I don't story? really you know I hint about things, but um, it's it's a lot. It's just a lot. It's uh you know, it's. Look, all I'll say is. You have to, let it go. If you don't let it, your past go, if you don't let the things that, because you're, you know, it will just haunt you. You can't, you know, they always say you can't live in the past, depression, right. you can't live in the future, it's like anxiety. But you can, I'm learning to just live in the now. There's there's still things that, you know, I'm like, uh, and I just say, no, stop it. You're right here right now. Okay. And uh, it, it's certainly, it makes you who you are in a lot of ways, but it also can destroy you if you allow it right so you could take it and go hey I, I survived i did that i had you know you know and when you're young you're like did i have it the worst no there's people that have it way worse right so then that makes you kind of feel like oh then it's not that bad but that's not fair that's not fair but you know, did, did they motivate you i see like a lot of comedians make like a, a career out of like yeah, you know but, but I, yeah. uh, since i never felt unconditional love i always felt like i had to make people laugh do impressions i do tons of impressions and jokes and and like look at me i'm funny i'm funny right you like me you like me right and that eventually you have to be like hey you know what i'm enough I, i'm not gonna fucking have i'm right. not gonna be a, a wind-up doll and a clown and i like to entertain though i really enjoy making people laugh yeah but um is it the, lonely at the same time well like, kind of like oh sure i'm, I'm always i live alone i have two dogs no but uh we all we all are lonely mm -hmm. right but you know, real when you have unconditional love, when someone loves you, your wife really loves you? Yeah. Unconditionally. Yeah. She looks at you and go, I love you. She does. She does. And you, yeah. you believe it. I believe it. See? I believe <laughs> it. I don't know if you would. <laughs> uh, no, but like that is an amazing feeling. Mm -hmm. But the feeling of like uh, approval and instant gratification and adoration. Right. Those are very equal in the feeling, but one is sustainable, the love, and the other one just kind of goes it's a, away. It's a drug you need. Right. And so if you don't learn how to love yourself, you don't learn how to take it, you know, and I'm still working on that shit. Yeah. But I'm way better than I was. I didn't know where the, I looked in the mirror once. I swear to God, I wasn't even on drugs. I looked in the mirror and I go, who the fuck are you? And I looked at myself for a good 10 seconds and I go, all right, let's go to bed. I just went to bed. And I just like, I go, wow, that was weird that I did that. And I asked my therapist, is that weird that I talked to myself? She goes, no, it's not weird. But yeah. it's kind of really sad that you said that. <laughs> so you, your your early success, you were very successful very quickly, I, I think, like for, I mean, most people. Not are, really. You know? I mean, I, like, I wasn't an overnight success at all. Right. No, and I don't think overnight success really exists. But I'm saying like pretty young, you're in like a hit show. Everybody's. Right, like everybody's raving about your performance. You're considered right. The we weren't around social media. Right. It was before, right before. Right. So I didn't see that. And uh -huh. I didn't know how I was doing other than some people would say, hey, you're really. But it isn't, it wasn't until later at like conventions and online. And then when you see articles written about me and then I'm like, oh, wow. So it al I almost found out later, which was probably good. Yeah. Because if you start thinking about it, I, I don't think I was in the right headspace head. to deal with success. Well, I, I, I think I would have been, I don't know. I don't know what, what would happen. Maybe I would have been more cocky. I would have been, 
you know, I, I don't know, but uh, but it's nice to see later on that you still have you know fans and people who appreciate your work and right. You know, did you have a, a love hate relationship with the show? Meaning, like when you or like sure, I, right. look, I love the show. It made me uh, famous. Yeah, um, but you know poor me but like you know after shaving your head two hours every morning at 5 a.m for right. for a couple of years you're kind of like oh my god yeah i would shave it and i'd be good for like the week right i didn't realize you're shaving it every day sometimes twice and they're putting three layers of makeup so you don't have a hairline right and that gave i started getting neck problems because i couldn't let rest my head because i get makeup on it whatever don't rest your head don't lean your head back don't do it and it was just really it was tough it was tough i'm what not was, gonna lie to you what was the shooting schedule well tom had the worst because he was in every fucking right. scene but he was right. also younger and he didn't have as many lines but it was hard man for him to do that and so I would work, you know, maybe sometimes I'd work every day. Sometimes I work three days a week. Every once in a while, two days a week. Yeah. But my days would be full and speeches and things. Long speeches. You have the biggest. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, if I didn't have to shave my head, it would have been way easier. Way easier. Because I, I added up the hours once and it was something like 35 hours, 30 to 35 hours in the makeup trailer just a month. Just without working. Right. So in 10 months, 350 hours of just getting yeah. makeup on. And it's not a movie that you say, okay, I'm going to do this for a month. This is like, it has no ending. 10 months a year. We did <laughs> 22, 23 episodes. Yeah. But like, look, it, it gave me money so I didn't have to do anything. Right. Like any other, like other crappy projects. It, it put me on the map. It, um, it was, it was, you know, it was huge. Uh, it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Your small build tenure was uh, long. I think you were there seven seasons. Seven years. Seven you you years. did your research. Seven years. I also watched the show. I remember watching the did show. Did you hate it? No. Growing up, was uh, it was one of those shows that, especially your character, I thought like always like, you know, the bad guys are usually a little more interesting than the, especially Superman is a little bland. We'll see what James Gunn does with it. It was like, oh, it's perfect. Who, yeah. who relates to perfect? Um, but your character was fun. But it had all the high school stuff that, you know, as we of grow course. up, it's like... Freak of the week and this right. and that. So I, I get tired of like that repetition. Sure, sure. But I thought it was a staple show of definitely the, the late 90s and, and beginning of the 2000s. Thanks. Um, yeah. And do, do you still have a relationship? Obviously with Tommy, I saw that you have now the podcast of like rewatching it yeah, and all that. It's, it's called Talkville. I, right. I'm forced to watch every episode <laughs> of Smallville because I never saw most of the episodes. Yeah. And I review them. And so it's three. It's me and Tom, and then my engineer Ryan, who also helps out. Right. So we kind of get, give our opinions, and like people make the joke of the show's great, except when Rosenbaum shits on it. Right. And I'm I, like, what? Do you, and now we have T-shirts. Rosenbaum shitting on the show. Right. Right. But right. I'm like, I don't shit on the show. I'm just very honest. I'm like, uh, this doesn't work. I, here's why it doesn't work. Right. Or I'll be like, this one's great. You know. But I'm very honest. I don't. I don't bullshit. You can't. I won't lie. And did you keep the relationship with the other cast? Yeah, members, Kristen Crook. I'm really, I'm, I'm close with. Like, if yeah. I called her and, you know, I said, "Hey, I want you to be on the episode." She's like, "Sure." Yeah. You know, we see each other at cons and we hang out. We'll have dinner. Um, uh, I don't really talk to Sam much. We try to get him on the podcast. I don't know where he is. Allison obviously is in prison. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, how how crazy is that? Yeah. How yeah, crazy yeah. was like I, the the whole Allison Mac? I mean, I really don't talk about it, but it was it's uh, you know it was crazy. I mean, it's yeah. like I've already talked about it a lot, but like for instance, did you realize I, like, I didn't know her the HBO show later, or like did you know us? No, uh, well, I heard all the stuff coming out, right? But I was like, wow, 
And I always knew, you know, she was she's a great actor. Yeah. And she, uh, you know, like everyone else, she needed attention. But I didn't, you know, she got involved with something that when you first look at the first episode of that show, you're like, ah, I could use that. Absolutely. Love and, that, that's and what I thought. Is like everybody but then there on comes the secret the, sauce. Right. And then you go, well, something's. There's always something weird in this. Oh, good Self-help. Deeds. Yeah. But I think like actors in a way, because they are. Bul- no they, good deed goes they, unpunished. For sure. Right. Yeah. But they, they, they are vulnerable as a profession, right? Yeah, the better the actor, the more like, okay, I have to put myself in yeah. position. So I think, are you more su- su- susceptible to things like susceptible. that? Susceptible. Yeah, you know, I. it just, I mean, there's some really bright people that were a part of that. Yeah. And Kristen got out right away. She yeah. was like, oh, when she felt something, she was out. Right. You know, she's smart. It's a, it's she a, was like, goodbye, not getting involved in this. And uh, But some people, they don't see the light or right. they get caught too caught up in it. And I, I don't know what that world is like, so I, I can't imagine, you know, the horrors. I, that, I, yeah, I can't imagine. Anyway, I mean, for people who, ha- who have no idea what we're talking about, watch watch The Vow on, on, on HBO and see how yeah, that the next pretty, uh, But with Allison, one thing that it was interesting with the show i don't know if you remember this probably you do uh but mark warshow was like a writer in the yep, show i remember him and he was given the chance to start a trend in smallville i think is the first big uh show that does something like it of uh transmedia uh basically starting another story now we know with superheroes like we have comics and tons of like crossing uh, storylines but uh, Smalley was the first one where like Allison had his own her own storyline online as the um, you know what was her her character Chloe Chloe's Chronicle and yeah you would follow her yeah I remember that, that didn't happen in the show so for the mega fans they can go deeper and and watch. you saw some of those things right so you would watch it online she would post her like actually the articles that were in the in the show but you wouldn't see in the show so uh-huh. f- she created he created basically her own storyline for her and and I was like, oh, this is the beginning of that yeah. media. I don't know. I just I just know that it was um look, we're we're all shocked. I mean Yeah. You don't think it's gonna happen. I think she's got a big heart and I think that um yeah. you know, she'll get through it and she's, you know, getting help and she's I'm um, obviously she's you know, I, I feel for her. I, I I feel for all the people involved and the and the victims and, and it, so you, all you could hope for is right. that um the bad people yeah stay away and, <laughs> of course of course and uh I, I don't know I, I don't really have anything else to say yeah so when when you live smallville i what is the dream at the moment do you want to act in movies do you want to keep acting? right now yeah well back then and right now yeah for sure i just had uh enough in terms of uh you know people say he left the show well i didn't leave the show oh. i my contract was six years i did seven yeah and then i told them i said i'm i'm not coming back and the president at the time, Peter Roth, took me to dinner and tried to, you know, you got to do this. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I mean, the show was kind of like the two of you were the show, yeah. right? Like, so and John Glover was be, gone. I already right. killed my father. I'm <laughs> right. gone. Kristen's gone. The creators are gone. I'm like, <laughs> gone. This, Before you... this ship is sinking. I'm out. Did you see that? Yeah, the and trend then, going down. Yeah, or... and the, well, I, you know, and uh, <laughs> the, the the showrunners, the new showrunners who came in are awesome people and very talented and did a did a great job, did the best they could, but they were missing a lot of integral components to that show. Right. And you can only do so much. It's like, you know, you can only drive, you, you got to drive with four tires. Yeah. 
you know, if you have three, you gotta, okay, how are we going to do this? Yeah. And I mean, it's a long, long show. Like how many? Yeah. And I just felt like my storyline was done. I've done all I can. They weren't giving me anything to like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And nothing sounded interesting. Yeah. But I came back for the series finale. Yeah. And that was that. But so yeah, I wanted to, I was like, I want to go direct. I want to write. I want to create. I want to play music. I want to just live. And I think a lot of people forget to live. Right. Because they're all so caught up in work. Yeah. I, I feel bad for movie stars. I do. I'm like, I mean, I don't feel bad for them. They're billionaires and they're like, you know. Yeah. And maybe they're happy. But I just, I don't ever want to work that hard. I never want to work that much. I do not. And look, if I have to work, I'm working. Yeah. I'll do anything if I'm broke. If I, if I need the money, I'm working. It's an American thing. But <laughs> I, like... To me, if somebody paid me $20 million and I did four movies in a row, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving for five, ten years. And uh, if something extraordinary comes my way, I'll read it on the beach. Mm-hmm. But like, people have to work. They have to keep busy. And it's important to be busy because you will go a little crazy. Yeah. I'm, but also, have if you don't have a passion, then... I think you're doomed. If you just are work, 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 but you don't have a passion on the side, yeah. whether it makes you money or whether it doesn't, it doesn't need to make you money. Like music. I love music. I love writing. I love singing. I love playing. I uh, Yeah, you have the ar- yeah. artistic brain. Like you yeah. need your creative outlets and you have a lot. Yeah. And I think of things. I'm like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to write a book. And um, was, I can't tell you the, the concept. It's ridiculous and funny. But I said, I'm pitching That's this. It's a novel? or a, nope. Oh, okay. And I pitched it and I sold it. And we're working on it now. And I'm like, cool, I want to do that. And then I'm like, you know what? I want to do, I love horror movies. So my one of my best friends, John Heater, who's Napoleon Dynamite. I go, yeah. John, he goes, yeah. <laughs> I go, you want to do a show? He goes, what kind of show? And I go, And I pitched it, and he loved it. And uh, I had already pitched the the uh, the producer. Uh-huh. He said, "Let's do it." So we just signed our deal. We're going to do like this. It's kind of a reality show, but it's cool. It's something we want to do, right? And uh, just writing stuff, and you know, being creative. But most importantly, like being able to enjoy my friends and like be at home with my dogs and watch movies and go to the you know beach or. Go bowling or go to Buca de Beppo. <laughs> right. Man, I, I just, I'm a kid at heart. I'm like this inner child who just wants to have a good time. Like, I, I you know, every, every time people are leaving at night when they come over to my house and we're all hanging yeah. out, they're like, oh, we're going to go. I'm like, well, let's watch one more doc. <laughs> you know, I'm always, you know, I, there's a certain excitement about, like, I'm just like, every, everything's exciting to me. Yeah. And it wasn't for a while because I hit, I hit a rut. With, with the show? No, no, were, not with the show, that. with life. Oh, okay. I just, you know, right before COVID, it was like 2018-19, I just had some trouble times. I think for four years, until the last year, it wasn't until this last year, and probably, I would say around September, October of last year, Mm -hmm. I turned it around. Because I felt like I was not in a great place, kind of going through the motions, Not enjoying life like I should. Mm -hmm. And then I kept working at it and figuring out what the problem was. And for me, it was I had anxiety since I'm a kid. I was horribly anxious. And it was debilitating. And I didn't realize it, but it was really just uh, putting a cramp in my style. 
mm-hmm. and everything was overwhelming all the time and i just thought it was part of me yeah and so finally i you were able addressed to- it and um i feel like a different person now i feel like i'm the same person but like i don't get nervous like i did i don't get i don't focus like oh my god this is gonna fail i'm gonna look like an idiot so i, I don't that, care were, you were like that like growing up like go to oh, school oh, yeah. and oh that's yeah how you everything feel. i was I, i lived my life in fear since i was a child since oh. i was a child i lived my life in fear yeah fear of everything so fear how do you people become finding an actor or blind people yeah finding out i'm a phony people finding out i'm not smart people finding out that oh, it was one thing after another and i finally i still have issues but yeah i'm letting it go i'm like fuck man i don't want to be 80 and do this it's like right. you know what fuck you you don't want to you don't want to hang out with me. you don't like me you don't think i'm talented all right i'm moving on oh wow i sucked tonight right i didn't do well this interview blew yeah all right next one yeah I, i just i rear view mirror man rip that shit off you just you know you can't you can't control everything that's the thing you yeah can't control everything but how do you decide to be an actor because like you're putting yourself in a position where everybody's gonna uh, be i know all the i time. know and you know why <laughs> yeah because people didn't accept me for who i was and so i mean not, not even my family i don't think you know and um so i feel like i hid behind like in the sh- like I, i i created a persona this rolls yeah and i when people start going oh you were really good in that play i'm like okay i'm not not being me is good mm. and i just started playing the part playing this larger than life and you know and one day you look in the mirror right and you go who are you and you really don't know because you've been doing it so long and it's not like you're a devious i mean i have demons <laughs> But right like you know you, you, it's not like you, you you just don't know who you are so you don't like you're yeah, trying you, to be a good person but you're like well what person am i and yeah. so finally i go okay this is who you are this is you're just a larger version of that kid right but now you can handle these situations and you're not going to let shit get to you when you're wearing that persona where i don't it looked like now you don't wear it as much but probably because yeah, you're I, always doing something public does that affect your relationship with people friends like a partner a potential partner what? all of that because what like wearing that persona that shield that you you protect yourself sure with. and i still have that shield that shield doesn't go away but i take it off sometimes yeah but i i think i feel guilty when it doesn't work out with a girl with a woman yeah you know what i mean like yeah. uh i stay in it too long or i i don't want to hurt them i don't want to and you know that's an issue but i also think that seeing a lot of dysfunction growing up and i kind of want to find my person right and i think i in the past i found them but it was the wrong time there's been a couple that I've, i you know i messed up yeah and you don't really learn until you um hit rock bottom when you when something's your fault and that's when you hit rock bottom mm-hmm. when you lose something that you really don't want to lose like you really love something and you let it go and it's your fault there's nothing worse than that yeah and uh so i promise i'm not going to do that again so sometimes i'll stay in something a little longer to make sure it's not just it's not just you know you. <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah but also you have to be i feel like in order to be with another person you have to be good with yourself like it's yeah like, they always say you have that, to right? love yourself Or, i i, I yeah. don't i don't love myself i'm i'll be honest i don't love myself i don't go fuck i love myself <laughs> and i'm so fucking i i think i'm deeply flawed i think um incredibly giving 
and um, a great friend. Uh, That's why you like Rocky. Yep. But I also think I have, I definitely have my issues. Right. Like everyone else Everybody. Does, but uh, I'm working on them. I'm, I'm working on them. And, you know, uh, I think as long as you, you try to be as honest as you can. Yeah. Like, for instance, I was dating someone years ago and they said, well, what is it? about me i go nothing it's not it has nothing to do with you she's like no there's something about me and no it's me i mean i could have sat there and said i just am not attracted to you i don't know what it is but i'm not feeling that connection that passion that romantic side with you right there's not chemistry but why tell someone that yeah because you're crushing them as much as they want to hear it they don't want to fucking hear it yeah, and at the same time, it is the same. It is you. If you don't feel that, so it is. Yeah, it is me. Like, yeah, yeah, right. That's the way it is. And you could probably floss your teeth. Yeah, because, uh, your breath was mostly bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's a that's a number one for me. I don't care how beautiful someone is inside out. If they have bad breath. Yeah. Hygiene. Mm. Out, out. Hygiene's important. Yeah. You know, you don't want to walk around with stinky balls. Yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> Clean your butt crack. So Clean between your toes. Trim your nails. You know? I, I, I promised myself I wasn't going to do that, but now you, you put it there for me. So how do you how do you get along with Bobby Lee if hygiene oh, is God. your number one? Uh, well, we don't uh, spend a lot of time together. <laughs> yeah. You don't share a I do his a podcast. Space. He does mine. <laughs> you know, occasionally I come to a birthday dinner. <laughs> right, right. With other celebrities that I never knew he was friends with. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's how, you know, but... Oh, uh, so okay. The skeleton wants to ask you a few questions, like more like rapid fire questions. Let's about do it, Rocky. Let's do it. Here we go, <laughs> skeleton. All right, here we go. Feed me. <laughs> yes. If Lex Luthor and Rocky Balboa had a face-off in the ring, who do you think would come out victorious? Um, I think Lex would use some kind of brilliant scheme to to find a way to beat him mm -hmm. he would find a way he wouldn't confront him directly right he, <laughs> yeah he would find a way to 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 his make kryptonite yeah he will find <laughs> so so lex mm. all right next question if you could recast any character from the rocky series with your fellow smallville cast members, <laughs> who would you choose and why that's a tough one who would i i mean the cast is so brilliant holly who would i replace I mean, it'd be fun to replay. I mean, could you imagine if Tom was Rocky? Uh, I was Apollo Creed. Uh, John Glover, my father, was Mickey. Yeah. Um, Kristen Crook was Tyre Shire, Shire or Adrian. Uh, Adrian. Polly would be Pete Ross. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds terrible. That's like a picture. Do you know how to throw a punch? Yeah, I do. I, I boxed. Yeah. So I know how to throw punches. I know how to, yeah, I, I do. In fact, I did an episode, uh, the show called Breaking In. I did the first season mm -hmm. and uh, Mike Tyson was on the show and I went in there and I was just like, you know, I was, just, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Mike Tyson. Boom, boom. And I was throwing all these, you know, I was doing all this shit. And he goes, after me, he goes, hey, you boxed before? I'm like, what? He goes, you box. 
I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess. And he's like, yeah, I could tell when you, the way you throw a punch and everything. That's like you, you move the way you move. It's, it was good. I could tell you box. Okay. I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. Cool. I thought you were saying he knocked me out. Oh. And, he, and, then he, <laughs> yes. and I'm gonna punch you in your face since you know how to box. You think you're better than me? All right. Next. Right. What movies have you rewatched the most besides Rocky? Besides Rocky, Rocky Two. Rocky Four, um, Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars, um, Alien, The Thing, Exorcist, The Omen, Exorcist Three, Return of the Living Dead, um, Evil Dead Two, um, yeah, yeah. You have a specific taste. Yes, say you know yeah. that. Yeah, cool. Um, it's been fun. Yeah, I have a couple more questions. Okay. Uh, were you a, a huge comic fan, comic no. book fan growing up? No, I had Fangoria magazine. I was a horror movie fan. Okay, so I, I wasn't a big comic book fan. Because you ended up doing the Flash and all of and Martin X. Yeah. from Guardians was actually, even though they cut me out a lot. Yeah, it was still fun to be a part of. But that character, Martin X, was actually one of the original Guardians in the comic book. Right. So you know they had plans to show my powers and all the stuff, but you know that yeah. got lost in the edit. But and what are you gonna do? How do you how do you know James Gunn? We met many years ago. Um, we were both. At, I was there because my friend Dax Shepard was doing without a paddle, and his friend Seth Green was doing without a paddle. Mm. And we were the movie was playing, and we went to get a, a coke or something, and we started talking. And then we met again on a plane, and we hit it off. And this has been almost probably twenty years ago, right? This is and pretty... we we've been friends ever since. Wow. Um. So you know. I, I just was at his bachelor party and his wedding, and um, I've known him a long time. I've yeah. I've, I've seen you saw all. Him take off. I've seen like I, I've seen his lowest points. I've seen his highest. Right. And uh, he's seen mine. Yeah. Okay. Remember the so movie he's... Arthur with Dudley Moore? Yeah. And they uh, John Gielgud. Mm-hmm. And John Gielgud is he plays Hobson, and he's dying, and he goes, and Liza Minnelli says. Have you seen doctors? He goes, yes. And they have seen me. <laughs> right. And that was all he said, like, I'm dying. Right. Anyway, I don't know why I said that. I do but, a good Dudley Moore. Yeah, yeah you, you do, do a lot of great impressions. Like, remember <laughs> he's out with the prostitute? He goes, yeah. tell me something about yourself. Well, when I was six-year-old, my mother died. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> don't they know what that does to children? <laughs> when I was 11, my, my father left. So you had six relatively good years. <laughs> Anyway, next question. <laughs> um, how was uh, being a part of that Guardians of the Galaxy? World? Great, it was great. I was the first one. I was, the second one. I was there for a couple of weeks. This last one, I was there. Same, and got to work with Stallone and uh, everybody. Hang out with you know. Yeah, became friends with Bautista and who's on Smallville, and you know what? You know how I hadn't seen Bautista since he was on Smallville, and this was years ago. Right before he and, was. Uh, yeah, and all of a sudden. Uh, there's an announcement. I'm li- about to fly out. I was at a con. Mm-hmm. We were signing. Didn't even know he was there. And it said, uh, Michael Rosemont, please come to the back. And I said, like, what the hell do they need me? And the guy greeted me. He goes, hey, uh, Dave Bautista is here. And he just he, he asked me to come and get you before you leave. He wanted to say hello. Oh, that cool. was so sweet. And I went there and we hugged it out. And we talked. And he ended up doing the podcast a couple of times. Yeah, he's become a he's huge, a huge star, star, too. Hopefully, right? I'll come back in the podcast. You know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Dave, don't do that to me. You've been through a lot, Dave. <laughs> so did that experience reignite a little bit that love for acting? Because uh, if you had good experiences? Or? I didn't get to act enough okay. to really ignite it. But, you know, when I was on set and I was watching everybody else, I go, 
I should be doing this. I miss it. I yeah. <laughs> can do this. I can do exactly what folks are doing here. I belong here. Right. And don't forget it. I th- I did have that thought. Okay. All right. So I'm going to run through This my is real final. sand. Your feet are sandy. <laughs> and also hairy. Yes. Does your wife say, well, you just trim your Harry and the Henderson feet? I, yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. Don't do that. Don't do that. I can see your balls, by the way, through the shorts. Yeah? No. I was going for that. I no. Can't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell me a couple more things. One, about your, your, your band. How do you put that together? Don't turn it off yet. All right, look. Yeah. A lot of actors have bands. I right. have to say that this is different. This is like, I really think we're putting out some good music. There's some great songs. The new album's called Never Is What It Is. The yeah. band's called Sunspin. Sunspin. You go to sunspin.com for Zooms and merch and... We play virtual shows every week, and uh, we've been uh, our songs been in some shows, and uh, I love it. It's a passion. I really enjoy music. You, do you write the songs? I write all the songs. Wow. Yeah. yeah so you. Yeah. So how I, do you, I went, I went you say that you don't work a lot, but eh. when you start like, listing stuff, it's like. But. Yeah. I do things that I really have fun doing. Right. So it doesn't seem like work. That. Yeah. Ah, that's that's the key. yes. Yes. All right. So, um, two more questions. Like. Li- uh, Leave a question for the next guest. Something that I want to try now. Like, what would you ask someone, you know, like about their movies and their passion? Something that I could ask any guest. I would say, do you really, truly, if you looked in the mirror right now, Mm -hmm. would you say you loved what you do? Do you really love what you do? And are you okay with being alone or not working as much could you deal with that wow that's deep because that's like you know a lot of these people like i have to work i have to work i have to work they're gonna go crazy they're always on set they're always on set like i'm like oh my god another movie another movie i i wonder how they decompress i wonder if they're depressed Mm -hmm. some get depressed i'm not working i don't know what to do and you know that's the good thing i think a lot of actors mostly are actors that's what they do so when they're done Maybe they don't write. Maybe they don't play music. Maybe they don't, you know, right. create and do that's all these things. So they're like, uh, that's what I do. That's what I love. So I'm sure there's that. Yeah. So how do you answer those questions for you? I would say I love, I like doing, I love doing the podcast. Yeah. Um, I love playing music. Um, working my way back into the acting thing. I, I, I've always loved it. So if you always have loved something, you just got to make sure you love it for the right reason. Was I doing it for was I was I doing it for approval? Was I doing it because I I really lo- enjoyed it? Right. Um, so I think uh, I'm good. I just have to see if it's something I really want to do for me. Mm-hmm. But if it's the right thing, uh, I would be uh, I would think about it. Yeah. Yeah. What about that long question? What was that? Are you okay being alone? Um, I have my dogs. And I have, you know, I have my friends. And all you have is memories in the end. Yeah. That kind of rhymed. Yeah. You hear about <laughs> you that? Did, you did, you did. I have my dogs. I have my friends. And it, and, it it's all, it, and memories are all we have in the end. Mm-hmm. That's a, That should be a song. Yeah. Beautiful. That's for your next. That's next a country <laughs> song. I got my dog and I got my friends. You know. <laughs> All right. And then if if your life was a movie, you know, what would be the title? Oh, 
What's that one long title movie that just came out that won all the Oscars? Like uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once? It would be <laughs> Some Things, <laughs> Some of the Time, Somewhere, not, not, somewhere <laughs> not All at Once. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Something well, like that. Thank you, Michael, for doing this. This has been fun. This is so much fun. Did you have thank fun? You. Yes, of course. I love it. <laughs>